it's a pleasure to welcome to the show the man they call Chunky, Kevin McClintock, who's part of the Amateur Drivers Challenge that's been this week, the National Championships. Uh, morning to you, Kev. Yeah, good morning, Greg. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Really good to catch up with you on SENZ Trots Talk. Before we get into the series that you're part of now, this harness racing game's been part of your life pretty much all your life. Yeah, yeah, all in different, uh, all in different facets of it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah, you could, you could say that for sure. Uh, these days, uh, you work at Addington Raceway of, uh, as part of the, the ground staff, the track crew there. Talk me through some of your duties before we go back and find out where this passion from harness came from. Well, yeah, the, the game's a great leveller. I could tell you, at 7.30 tomorrow morning, I'll be, I'll be shoveling out the urinal. So, you know, you can be high one day and low the next, but it, it doesn't matter. You're all part of a team and the jobs have got to get done. The, um, you know, and... and uh, as people that know me, like uh, if I'm doing a job, I'll do it the best I can, the hardest I can go at it, and if it's not perfect, then I want to know why. Yep, well, you work under John Denton, who's regarded as the best track man in the land, so uh, I'm sure there's a whole lot of fun alongside some hard work, and obviously Cup Week is the biggest week of the year, but I suppose it's as, well, it's not as busy, but it's pretty busy at the moment, racing twice a week at Addington for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yep. John's John's got us all sorted on on roster. So, but um, we got uh, good guys there and, and good machinery. And then, uh, like he he's uh, I, I call him Doctor John because he can he can fix any problem that we have there. And uh, what he can do with with a track and the material, he's been doing it for a long time. He's he's got his materials for different tracks around the country and. Um, for the climates and things like that, and um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a, it's an opener to actually work on it and see how the track can change with the conditions and um, how you know parent safety is paramount for the animal first, and um, you know vision for the drivers on wet nights and things like that. So there's all all variables that come into it. So um, yeah, no, no, it's great. It's great to be there and, and with him, and then um, we have a yarn. You know, we. we We've got a lot of history together. We're all the same age, and um, we've all seen the same horses that we all think were, you know, the best we ever saw, and people as well. Forty-two years ago, you drove your first winner, Cambridge Rosemount, and you remember the day? I can, I can. Matter of fact, matter of fact, there's a pit photo hanging on the wall of my lounge here. You never forget, and why it's there is um, because you never forget where you start out, and you never forget. You know, the momentous occasions for different little things. You know, I know it was a junior driver's race. I can remember I was in the trail. I followed um, Gary Jones, and he was driving one for Graham Ricks, and um, got off his back and and um, just sort of got up alongside him and won it. You know, and it was um, it was a great thrill because that was for the runnings. And um, I uh, left Christchurch, left home, left you know the Carmen Road Academy of Hornby High School, and and uh, end of the year, and uh, had Christmas at home, and had New Year's Day up there carting hay on the farm at Pukikawa with old Eric and, and Bruce and the boys. And um, yeah, you, you, you know, it was a good time, it was a learning time, it was a hard time, but it was a great, you know, it was a great time, yeah. But that, that's how long ago it was, yeah. 16th of September it was. I think you drove nine or ten winners uh, here in New Zealand, and your most recent winner uh, was evidently uh, the 
26th, I think it was, of March at the Waimati meeting. But in between times, you spent a bit of time in the States. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, well, after, yeah, well, I was in Australia first. Um, there was, uh, you know, they had a, ser- a junior driver series here, and um, I won a couple of heats. And then I missed out in the in the final, and um, the the trip was to Australia, and um, well, I forget who who went, and they come back and they tell them all about it. And then I had an auntie and uncle that had moved to the Gold Coast, so I went for a holiday, and and then we went down to Tweed Heads to watch the races. And I thought, gee, this looks pretty good, even though it's a small track, it was a half mile track, and I thought, well, this looks pretty fun. And um, I came back, and then. I was at the time, well, Bruce had given up training, Bruce running, and um, he was concentrating on the big farm. They had a Pukki Kawa, and, and um, I was, at the time, I was working for Tony Perisic at Pukki Kawi. And, um, you know, when you were, that was, that was great. You know, you're a Pukki boy, so, um, you know, you got plenty of chances. And um, then, yeah, so I, I had a trip to Aussie, and um, come back, and then talking to John Devlin one day, and he had a horse going over to a fellow McMullen, and he said, will you take it? And I said, oh, I'll go and look after it, yeah, and have a couple of weeks. Well, I only packed one bag, and um, I never come back. So, <laughs> How long were uh, you over there, mate? Well, I had, had like six or eight months in Brisbane, and then uh, John McMullen, he said, well, you're from New Zealand. You don't mind cool weather. I'll send you to New York. I thought, oh, how good is this? You know, you're young, dumb, and... Um, full of testosterone, you're going to hit hit New York, well, this would be great, but I didn't realise how cold it was going to be, it was right. brutal, and um, so we ended up going to the guy, Gag- Mike Gagliardi, and um, he had a had a big farm not far from Freehold, and there was 42 horses there in the barns and all the grooms and that, and that was that was great, um, you know, as cold and all that as it was, but that, that was... Um, a great, a great learning curve. You're going to the Midlands, you know, three or four times a week. Um, and they asked, and Mike asked me if I'd like to go up there and warm the horses up on race night. And I thought, oh, how cool is this? You know, like, you know, you know, within 12 months, I'd gone from Pukekohe to to the Midlands, and you you just can't believe it at the time. And you, everything happens around you, and because you're young, you really don't, you know, absorb it all. Because it's it's all just new and great, and um, but I started once I settled a bit, and then got to learn the people and the ways. You know, you, you what you can learn off them is just unbelievable. You know, you could go sit in the blacksmith shop at the farm, and he had an Italian blacksmith, and he was in his seventies, and what he could do with the shoeing steel of making shoes, and um, you know, just the shapes and the different. Um, weight and the half swedge, full swedge, how they how they made the shoes and how they made the shoes to fit the foot, not made the foot to fit the shoe, you know, and yep. um, all all that 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 it became technical, and um, so then my three months was up, so I had to go back to Australia, and I said to John, can you send me back because I want to do a summer there, I want to, you know, and he said, oh, okay, so you take the next foot back, and I had a summer, and then. Um, Five years later, I come back. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's what you it's what you you learn about the horse and the people. And they, and they the Americans are great learners if you just ask them. You know, they 
You, you don't go over there and wave a flag and say, oh, I'm from New Zealand, we do it this way and this is the best way. When you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do. So yep. you learn off them. And, um, uh, you know, by warming the horses up on race night and things like that, you get to see people, you know, the, the people, and you have a chance to talk with them. And, um, you know, not to drop names, but different people that ask you things about New Zealand, you know, um, and how we have our horses, we let them go till a bit older, and they, they last longer, you know, and, and yep. um, it, it, was, it was good, you know, and then all the different things, and then with that shoeing, I, I was right into the shoeing of the trotters, and um, I, I watched a horse come at me, I stood down the back straight at the middle, and I watched it, it had white knee boots on, and I watched the horse come towards me and it was like two watching the knee boots was like two perfect pistons and an engine coming at you you know they yep. were exactly and then when the horse went past they were like two perfect circles and um i thought geez I'll have a look at that you know and how good that's, it is that's how and to then, get a horse shod yeah yeah amazing yeah, isn't it? yeah. Amazing. And, and then nowadays with the change of the breeds that the trotters actually they, they go as fast as the paces were going then, and yet they've got a, like a, a slightly different action with the breed. That um, if a shoe come off there now, it would be like a boomerang, you know, it would just come about three or four inches off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible, incredible, Kev. Yeah. Uh, look, it'd be great. It'd be great to sit down and have a chat to you for longer, mate. You've got some yeah, un- unreal stories, um, and of course, you're tied up with the Jimmy and Sandy Curtain barn. So I reckon there'll be a few stories out of there. We'll have to use those another day, though. Need to talk to you about Go your two you, chances today. Today, now you got Bolzano yep. in race one and Boarding Call in race number four. What's the best of those two? Oh well, I, look, I go up there and I ask the trainer. I'll be uh, Mr. Edge. He'll tell me what he wants done with the horse for the first 50 yards, and then um, after that, leave it to me. And then yep. um, I'll see see what I do. But I ask them what they want done for the first bit, and then we go from there. And then um, uh, he's, uh, oh, Matty, uh, Mr. Matty Williamson, Williamson. Yep. He, he, he trains that one. So I don't, to, to be honest, I haven't seen him take hold of a horse at the start that's drawn two. So I'd say he might <laughs> tell me to go forward. You'll be going forward. But, um, yeah, exactly. Well, well, if he tells me, I will. If he tells me not to, well, I won't. But um, yep. it, it's, you know, these amateur races are great. I have a great thrill out of them. But I, I do what the people say, and I try to bring them back a horse after the race so they've got something for next time, you know. And that, that's yeah. all part of it. But, um, yeah, but don't take it that I'm not being competitive. I do come yeah, from home. I know, I know that. When, if, you, if, you go, if you ever worn a, a Panther Rugby League jersey, you know, you you got some heart. Well, I know we would about that, and I know we would about the Carmen Road Academy too, mate. But uh, really appreciate yeah. you coming on the show today, Kev. Good Wish on you, mate. you well today, right. and um, yeah, all the best. There he is, Kevin Good McClintock, Thanks, Rick. the man they call Chunky. If you wonder who Chunky's Corner or what Chunky's Corner is about at Addington, that's where the smoker is, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a great man. He's a great man to have around uh, the Addington Raceway, and uh, as you can hear, he's got some uh, terrific experiences in harness racing.